I'm Max Pringle with these headlines. President Biden is speaking at the United Nations General Assembly in New York at this hour. He's expected to address climate change, the coronavirus pandemic, and the U.S. withdrawal from Afghanistan, among other issues. Because of the pandemic, it's the first time in two years that world leaders have gathered at the U.N. There are plenty of pressing issues to discuss. The still-raging COVID-19 pandemic and a relentlessly warming planet are top of mind for many world leaders. UN Secretary General Antonio Guterres told leaders there's no time to waste in addressing climate change. With present national climate commitments, emissions will go up by 16 percent by 2030. That would condemn us to a hellscape of temperature rises of at least 2.7 degrees above pre-industrial levels, a catastrophe. Rising U.S.-China tensions, Afghanistan's unsettled future under its new Taliban rulers, and ongoing conflicts in Yemen, Syria, and Ethiopia's embattled Tigray region are all high on the U.N.'s agenda. Congressional Democrats say they will push ahead with a vote to fund the government and suspend the debt limit. Many Republicans oppose raising the debt ceiling, arguing it's on, it only encourages more excessive spending. Democrats plan to tie the debt limit to their spending plan to fund the government. Congress must fund the government in the next 10 days or risk a federal shutdown. It needs to raise the nation's borrowing limit or the U.S. will default on its debt. Democrats point out that the raising of the debt ceiling is for servicing its loan debt, not new spending. This is all happening as Democratic lawmakers are trying to move President Biden's massive $3.5 trillion infrastructure bill through Congress. Canadians voted Monday in parliamentary elections to keep Prime Minister Justin Trudeau in his job, but not with the added seats he was hoping for when he called early elections to gain a clear majority in Parliament. Future Story News' Nick Harper reports from Toronto. The Liberal Party retains power and Justin Trudeau retains his job. Projections showing the Liberals will win the most seats in the Canadian election. Justin Trudeau called the snap election, hoping to turn his minority government into a majority. But with the votes continuing to be counted, the country may end up in the same situation it was before the snap election. A minority government for the Liberals, with Trudeau still needing to court rivals to get his legislation passed. And that report from Nick Harper. Johnson & Johnson released data showing that a second dose of its one-shot coronavirus vaccine provides a strong immune response months after people receive a first dose. The pharmaceutical giant said in a statement today that it ran two early studies in people previously given its vaccine and found that a second dose produced an increased antibody response in adults from age, a, ages 18 to 55. The study's results haven't yet been peer-reviewed. The J&J trials showed an increased immune response in doses given two months after the initial jab and an even greater protection six months after the first dose. The company is in talks with regulators, including the U.S. Food and Drug Administration, the European Medicines Agency, and others regarding using booster doses of its vaccine. The European Court of Human Rights has backed the conclusion of a British inquiry that Russia was responsible for the killing of former Russian intelligence operative Alexander Litvinenko, who died in 2006 after drinking tea laced with a radioactive material. Litvinenko defected to the UK from Russia in 2000. 
Free Speech Radio News' Benji Heyer reports. Russia was responsible for the killing of Alexander Litvinenko, according to the European Court of Human Rights. Mr Litvinenko, a former Russian spy who became a British citizen, died of polonium poisoning in 2006 in London. A UK public inquiry conducted in 2016 concluded the killing was probably approved by Russian President Vladimir Putin, although Russia has always denied involvement in his murder. Meanwhile, a third Russian has been accused by police of involvement in the 2018 Novichok poisoning in the English town of Salisbury, which left three people critically ill and one dead. Police believe the suspects in the case belonged to a Russian military intelligence team. That's Benji Heyer, and I'm Max Pringle. You're listening to Sojourner Truth on Pacifica Radio.